This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question that is on your mind, here's what you do. You go to the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel and see if that question has not already been answered. Chances are it has. And then if you still can't find the answer to your question, feel free to go to the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum. Link will be provided down below in the description and in the show notes. So this is another one of those episodes where I can't tell ahead of time how long it's going to go. So I think we're going to just jump right into it. And this is another rapid fire episode. And these questions will have one common thread running through them. And the questions will either apply a little bit or a lot to shortcuts and people who are wanting a shortcut to a preferred outcome, if that makes any sense. Maybe it'll make more sense once we start getting into this. Uh, But as is often the case with these rapid-fire episodes, these are questions that the answer is not long enough to make a full episode of anything out of, and so I just kind of put them all together and knock them all out one by one, and maybe this was a question that was on your mind at one point in time. And now these questions won't have any names attached to them, really, because they've come from everywhere. They've come from AskVP back in the day. They've come from the YouTube comments section. They've come from Discord, a little bit of everywhere. Um, but I've certainly gotten all of these more than one time, uh, some more than others, for sure. But, uh, but let's go ahead and dive into it. Question number one. Am I going to do a video about things like the Andrews Pitchfork or Donchian channels or Keltner channels, things like that? And the short answer is I am not, but we'll, I'm thinking of writing a blog about it in the future. So I will tackle it a little deeper than I'm going to here. Um, but overall, uh, as you guys probably, a lot of you already know, um, I don't use them. Uh, if I did, I would have certainly mentioned it before. And now I did do a video on the SSL. I guess you could call that a channel. I really don't. Um, but you know the type we're talking about. The kind that has a defined upper area, lower area, and typically a line in the middle as well. You know, channels that look like that. And you often trade inside of them or you wait for price to break out of them. Uh, Really, you could throw Bollinger Bands in this list as well. Um, It is part of the Dirty Dozen. You guys probably remember that. I don't know if I'm going to make a separate video just for it. I don't even know if I need to anymore because I don't know anybody that says they use it. Um... Yeah, and I just, I just have so many better videos for you guys coming down the pike. Uh, I might just go back on what I said and not even bother doing a video for Bollinger Bands. We'll just kind of lump this all into here for right now, okay? So I can at least say I mentioned it in some capacity. A lot like I did with the ADX, which I don't think at this point deserves its own video either. You know, over the course of a few other videos, I've pretty much said all I have to say about the ADX indicator to where making uh, its own video would just be me repeating myself. So I'm probably going to choose quality over quantity there. But anyway, I do not use them because, one, I had tested them, and none of them even came close to doing better than what I currently had in front of me already. And two, I do think there are inherent flaws in some of these. Mainly, if you remember back to the Ichimoku video, and I've talked about some of these things in the past, when you have something that attempts to do more than one thing, And the indicator is almost saying, hey, you are bound by these multiple things that I do. Um, Your best move is not to say, okay, I'll just abide by all of those things you tell me to do. Your best move is to do something like take that middle line in the Donchian channel and test that as your baseline. You know, try to find any good parts within these 
multifunction indicators? Because chances are all of the pieces of a multifunction indicator of any type is not going to be your best move. It's not going to be the most optimal move for sure. You'll always be lacking pretty badly in one department or another. And, and with Andrew's pitchforks, I just can't find a good place to use them ever. So it's kind of irrelevant if I can't find where to put them. And even if I did, it is still channel trading. And you pretty much at this point know my thoughts on that. There is either some sort of support and resistant line type thing involved, or it asks you at least to use all of the features of that particular channel. And I never think that's the best way to go. If you do anything, um, test them out and see if any one piece works better than the others and test it out. Uh, you might find something really great, like I did a long time ago with the Kijinsen in Ichimoku. Um, but how that ties into the shortcut aspect to it is it's really easy to take something that has numerous features and say, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and abide by this. I'm not going to go seek out a bunch of individual pieces and put them together because this way is just much easier. And I think a lot of you know not to do this. But if you ever find yourself falling into this mindset, take a step back and say, okay, there is probably a much better way. Let me see if I can get anything good out of this and then continue my search for other indicators. And moving on to question number two. So there's a lot of variations of this particular question. I've gotten it um, on AskVP. I get it on the contact forum where people are not supposed to ask questions. I get it on the YouTube comments. It's all over the place. And this is pertaining to the one candle rule which was an entire episode of a podcast. It was episode 39, if you want to go back and check it out. And it was pertaining to a little trick I use when trading with a put-together trading system. So I tried to cover all the elements of this one strategy on the podcast. Um, looking back, I might have needed to make it an actual video Instead, I, I just felt that for this one little tactic, it didn't need an entire video and I could pull it off on a podcast, um, but it still left a number of people confused, especially when things like the baseline started to come into play. It tripped a few people up. Now, the majority of people understood it perfectly, um, but there were a few people that saw different exceptions that I didn't mention and didn't quite know what to do in those special circumstances. So how this applies to shortcuts is this. I can look over your situation and try to make sense of it because a lot of these questions are very long and complicated and require me to almost kind of draw it out and piece it together um, and then give you what I would do in that situation. But that's not really the right move here. First of all, our systems are different. Um, when you want to go all the way down to little bits of minutia like that, there is no real right answer that I can give you, even if it's what I would do, because our systems, even though they follow the same style, are going to be different. The right move here is if the question is, do I do this or do I do that, is to test both of those situations out yourself and find out. The answer should become fairly obvious. And as seldom as these situations probably happen, in the time it takes somebody to craft a long email that gets sent to me, you could have tested this three years back on like five currency pairs already and gotten that much closer to your ultimate answer. So just to wrap this one up, anytime you have one of those situations where it's one of those kind of fall between the cracks situations that I didn't cover in a video, just test it out. It's likely a situation that doesn't happen that often, so it should not take very long to test. 
And the result you get will probably be better than any answer I could give you in that spot. So next question, question number three. Should I go to college or should I start my career trading Forex? This question comes up more than you think it does. So everybody over the age of 25, all together now, go to college. What are you doing? Now, look, I am not pro-college in any way, but if you have aspirations to go and you get the opportunity to go, go to college. If anything, don't pass up on it because you think you're going to be a professional Forex trader. Um, Results and likelihood of you becoming a pro at all are not guaranteed. Um, I would argue to say they are not even expected. Uh, That would be a crazy thing to do. Uh, Now, the good thing is if you can learn how to budget your time in college, which is very tough to do, is my downfall. But if you can somehow manage it, um, the fact that we trade the daily chart uh, makes it really easy to do both. You can go get a higher education, you can go have that college experience, and you can still trade currencies. So sacrificing one for the other here makes absolutely no sense, especially when you consider that even people who are on this channel right now, following everything to the letter, still don't have an over 50% chance of becoming pro traders. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but just the sheer numbers of it say that a future in Forex trading is just not in the cards for most people. We are doing everything here to buck the odds, but at the end of the day, I I would be over the moon with a 5% success rate in terms of taking your average trader and making them pro. That's That'll be a whole lot of people. So for anybody that's thinking of doing this, just run the numbers and please understand from somebody who is older than you and has been there, go to school. I know the student loan debt's out of control, all that stuff. Yeah, whatever. It would still be crazy for me to tell you to not go to college in exchange for being a professional Forex trader one day. Uh, Always have a fallback just in general. This goes for everybody. When you are learning this game, don't go strictly over to the professional trader side 100% until you are actually making a comfortable income from it. Um, You have the luxury of doing both. There is no reason not to. I know we all want to get out of the situation we're in. We want to do it as soon as possible. But the worst thing you can do is spend all of this time getting there and then jumping the gun too early. But look, I empathize with the kids, man. I had really big dreams when I first started this too. You've heard me talk about this on the podcast. And I really wish I had somebody at the time to temper those expectations and make them a lot more realistic. It would have saved me a lot of trouble. Uh, But there were very few people speaking in realistic terms back then, unfortunately. So take advantage of the advice you're getting now and please follow it. So for the final question of this week's rapid-fire edition of the Forex Q&A podcast, um, I am not going to name particular channels uh, because this is something I don't do, but I get asked about particular channels a lot, which I feel like is a very strange thing to ask me. Um, First off, you all know that I pretty much disagree with every single Forex trading channel out there in the way they tell you to do things. I always agree with a few things here and there, but for the most part, this whole channel was created because everybody was talking about the exact same thing and telling you all of those things were great choices, all the while not paying nearly enough attention to the things that really did matter. So that is my blanket response to what do you think of this channel, but in particular, people love to ask me about those channels that are obvious scams. Those channels where people say they have these incredible returns in a very short amount of time. Uh, The ones, and they're still out there, with the expensive cars and the private jets and all this nonsense. 
And so I will take the time here to say one thing in particular about those channels that you find on YouTube. I absolutely love them, and I am so glad they exist, and I hope they never go away. Now, can anybody guess why? It's a very selfish reason. Because channels like this do a great job of keeping the stupid and or lazy and or instant gratification monkeys off of my channel. My channel gets enough of them as is. You know, the last thing we want to deal with is people who are already trapped in that horrible mindset. Now, you might be saying, well, maybe no-nonsense Forex is exactly what they need. Maybe, but what I think they need even more, because they're so far gone to one side, is to learn things the hard way. To lose a bunch of money. To deal with the stress and the pain and the sadness that all that brings with it. Long term, it could be the best thing that ever happens to some of these people. It's how a lot of you started out. And I'm, I'm not above this. I would have probably fallen for that a lot too, especially if I was younger. You know, when I was younger, I was very unhappy with my lot in life. And I thought I should be doing a lot better. And I was far more open to quick fixes. Remember too, need I remind you, I started out in penny stocks. Which is like having a small lottery ticket every single day if you want to play it that way. Uh, but some people just go so far over the deep end into some of these channels and these fake gurus that they just need a reality check. And that's only going to come as a result of taking a major financial hit of the thing that they just bought into. The best way to learn the stove is hot as a kid is to touch it. And then after you get up and dust yourself off, however long that takes, then you at least got that complete nonsense out of the way and the chances of you falling for it again go way down which then opens yourself up to better, slower, more process-driven ways of learning, which is the best way to go 100% of the time. So the channels like this are absolutely necessary for my little selfish reasons and for just the natural development of most traders. I can sit here and tell people not to over-leverage and not to do this, but until they've actually really made the mistake themselves, 9 out of 10 times, it's never going to sink in the right way. I'm either telling them something that they already have learned the hard way and they totally resonate with that, or the person listening to my video or podcast doesn't think it's actually going to apply to them, goes out and does it anyway, and then learns the hard way. And personally, I am super grateful for those moments because one, once I paid the price for those mistakes, I never made them again. Thus, by default, my trading got a lot better. And two, it also taught me to never fall for anybody that says trading that reckless, careless method is actually the right way to go. Traders, get ready for more metals excitement this Thursday. Uh, go to iTunes and give us a five-star review if you haven't already. Those things do add up. We really appreciate all the ones we've gotten so far. Uh, but if some is good, more is better. And get out there and trade. The market is looking a lot better than it did before. Uh, but we do not know how long it is going to last. So take advantage. Run your back tests, run your forward tests, and go get it.